The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Happy Friday and happy July. It's July 1st. I'm Peter Apple. That's Colby Olson. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball for a full deposit match on Prize Picks. We do spaces every single day. So thank you to Prize Picks. Colby, what's going on? We are doing AL Cy Young, NL Cy Young, AL MVP, and NL MVP. I filled out my ballot and then I looked at the odds to try and find the best value. That's what you did as well. You're going to be handling the American League. I'm going to be handling the National League before wasting anyone's time. I mean, I could ask you how you're doing, but I know you're doing amazing because we're about to talk some baseball. Let's get straight into the American League. What's going on? The American League MVP race is one of the best MVP races I've seen in a long, long time. And I don't think the same can really be said about the, the National League. Going through, I made my own National League MVP ballot as well. But yeah. the American League was, you know, not only tough to decide up top between the one, two, and three guys, it was it was tough to, you know, who's this fifth guy at the back end of this list that that really is deserving of making it. But you know, I, I thought about it for a long time. To me, there's a top two here, and I think it's pretty clear. Yeah. Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani are neck and neck for me right now in terms of winning the AL MVP. And currently, I think it's really tough. Not only, you know, you could say at the end of the season might be a different story. Right now, I think it's even tough. And and a lot of people out there and even the odds makers are saying it's Aaron Judge, right? Aaron Judge right now, minus minus 130 to win the American League MVP right now. He's leading the best team in baseball. The Yankees are clearly the best team in baseball right now. And he's also leading the league in home runs. He has a really, really good WRC plus 174 WRC plus. He's playing good center field defense wherever he plays. If it's right field, he's playing good there. It does not matter. But to me, Peter, Shohei Otani is still the the American League MVP. And I know that might be crazy because of how good the Yankees have been. Mm-hmm. And the Angels have not been good, right? The, the thing about it, though, is you kind of have to, you know, step aside and put aside the record a little bit from it because Shohei Otani can go four for four, pitch six innings, shut out and strike out 10 guys. And Mike Trout can also hit two home runs in that game and they'll lose 13 to four. Like it literally happened last night or two nights ago, whatever it was. Right. But Shohei Otani right now has 3.8 baseball reference war, 4.0 F4. That's, you know, up towards the top right there with all the leaders. He's only really right now starting to heat up at the plate. He has a 140 WRC plus his ex wob was over 400. So I have to believe that soon here, he's going to start getting it really, really going at the plate. 
And what he's doing on the pitching side is crazy. 2.68 ERA and 74 innings pitched. He's given up just one run in his last 26 innings pitch, four starts, 36 strikeouts. So to me, I can't pick against a guy that not only hits at such a high level, one of the highest levels in the league, but is pitching at a Cy Young caliber level where I think he could potentially, you'll see later in this episode, I, I have him on my AL Cy Young ballot as well. And, and that's what I was about to say too, because we have a guy fighting for American League Cy Young and the American League MVP at the plate. The thing is with MVP, you know, we dive into the advanced numbers and we use that to predict future success and it's good. And that's how we, you know, make our money over here. But the thing is with MVP races, it has a lot to do with narrative and it has a lot to do with how many home runs you hit. What's the batting average? And, you know, I guess war still is definitely matters too, in which Shohei is going to lead in, but also what it has to do with the Yankees being the best team in baseball. And it's really not close. And then the angels look like they're not even the second best team in their division with the Rangers right there too. So I would lean Aaron judge right now, but to your point, Shohei Otani is, I mean, it's neck and neck. You really could choose any of them. And I'm sure people are listening to this and saying, what about Jordan Alvarez? What about Mike Trout? Both of them, you could argue have been better offensively than Aaron judge, but we have to take narrative into effect. And Aaron Judge has been playing a lot of center field. His defense also has to be highly valued. Jordan doesn't really play any defense. And I know if we're looking at, you know, outs above average or defensive run saved over 1250 or something like that, so we can shorten it, the numbers might look a little bit better for Jordan. But we all know that Jordan is not the defender. He's a DH at heart. And Mike Trout, he's dealing with the same thing on the Angels. While he's been great offensively and defensively he's still on the angels so Aaron Judge is my front runner but Shohei Otani is right there but it's funny when we look at offense just straight offensive stats you can make the argument that Aaron Judge has been a top three top four hitter in the American League not the overall best hitter and then just rounding out my American League ballot gotta shout out Jose Ramirez I mean, Jose Ramirez is dragging the Guardians. I mean, that's another thing. That's just like Peter. most Wait, valuable so player. Just to cut in here, you're saying right now your ballot. So my ballot right now is Shohei 1, Aaron Judge 2, Mike Trout 3, Jordan 4. And you basically have the, the same thing except you, Aaron Judge and Otani uh, flipped. Literally. And then Jose Ramirez added in at the end. Exactly. Do you have Devers okay. at fifth or do you have J-Ram? Absolutely, yeah. I have Devers. Who? by the way, has a 172 WRC plus Aaron judge has a 174. So when you really look at it, I mean, they're, they're very comparable at the plate. Obviously Rafael Devers does not have 29 home runs. He has 17 home runs, but he's hitting 328. Amazing. And I would, I would credit Rafael Devers with, with how well the Red Sox have played without Rafael Devers. The Red Sox would not be where they are right now. Bogarts and JD too. And the guardians don't have those type of guys, but, but in, in all actuality, like I'm not even trying to argue J Ram over yes. Devers. Like I think it's so close, you could flip a coin and be like, Oh, Devers yes. or that was tails. Oh, heads. It was J Ram. Like it's, it's right there for me. Yep. So, I'm so not Peter, before, yeah. before you move on to NL MVP, I do want to make a recommendation. It's not gambling advice, but I just put a hundred dollars on Shohei Otani to win AL MVP at plus two eighty because I think, narratives be damned minus 130 on Aaron judge is just insanity. If he hits 60 home runs, he hits 60 home runs. He deserves to win the AL MVP, but Shohei Otani does both 
hits and pitches at the highest level. And I think he's in for one of the biggest, he's in for one of the biggest second halves at the plate in the league. So I'm really confident in in Shohei at plus 280. Yeah, I I love those odds too. I'm still riding on the back of plus 1800 for Aaron Judge to win the MVP. So I'm chilling right now. I still like it. I mean, Aaron Judge is the prohibitive favorite, but it easily could be Shohei. And I'm honestly thinking, I'm trying to find a little bit better value than plus 280 right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of hoping that Shohei starts struggling at the plate a little bit so that I could jump right back on him. Maybe he goes up to plus 400. Like that plus 400 is a line that I'm looking at. I hope it can get to that value, but I may never get it, but it's okay because I'm on Aaron Judge plus 1800 anyway. Let's get into the NL MVP. So Paul Goldschmidt is the prohibitive favorite and as he should be. He's number one on my ballot. He leads in almost every single metric. And while he does have one of the largest discrepancies between the ex-WOBA and the WOBA, that's what we talked about in the fantasy episode. Maybe is it time to get the biggest haul ever for Paul Goldschmidt? But with that said, Paul Goldschmidt has been phenomenal. Hard hit rates. I mean, I could go through all the numbers, but he leads in all of them. He's been phenomenal. But number two on my ballot is interesting. I went with Trey Turner of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Trey Turner has been very, very good and kind of under the radar this year. Remember when you talked about at the beginning of the year, the power that Trey Turner is going to show? I mean, he's got 11 home runs. He's got 15 stolen bases. We could look at a shortstop for the Los Angeles Dodgers, one of the best teams in baseball, you know, with Freddie Freeman, all this drama. Mookie Betts been dealing with injuries. Trey Turner, we talked about at the beginning, with the Los Angeles Dodgers, it's hard to pick an NL MVP right on their team because there's so many good players. Trey Turner has been the best player on the Dodgers this year. And with all those other injuries and Freddie, you know, he's still playing great, but it's just kind of weird. I think Trey Turner has a lot of value and could end up being a guy who has 25 home runs this year with 35 stolen bases while hitting 300. The only problem with Trey Turner has been the defense, but of course I expect that to tick up because he is a better defender than what he's shown at number three. And so then when I was looking at Trey Turner's odds, Right now, let me just pull him up again. Trey Turner is at plus 1,500. He has the fifth best odds to win it. That is my favorite value on the board, no doubt about it. At number three on my ballot, I have Pete Alonso, the NL leader in RBIs. He's been overall very good, and he's been a good defender as well over there at first base, and the Mets are one of the best teams in baseball. I see you opening your mouth. You got something to say about that? I'll let you finish, but I don't, to me, I actually don't have Pete Alonzo on my board right now. Um, yes, it's a good narrative because the Mets are killing it, but I think the Mets are, are killing it, you know, for a lot of reasons, not just because of Pete Alonzo, right? 154 WRC plus he's hitting 280 with 22 home runs. Yes. 69 RBIs leads, but it's not like he's having an otherworldly offensive season. Nothing really crazy it's a it's a really good offensive season but i don't think it's really in consideration for mvp especially at first base for me well the odds would say that pete alonzo is number two in mvp which is crazy that's so narrative led and it's not gonna happen that's the thing we're dealing with narrative here remember this is a narrative based award like robbie ray won it and you were on the he deserved it i don't think so like by every advanced metric cole was better I and you're an advanced metric guy. Like I don't well, know how the Cy Young's an, the Cy Young is an ERA award. I mean, if it's just I mean that I'm not going to take that because there have been guys who have not won the Cy Young and not had the lowest ERA in the league. I don't I don't think he deserved it by every advanced number. Cole was better, and if it's just an ERA award, I think that's downgrading it a bit too much. But again, narrative award. Pete Alonso has been there, so he's at number three on my ballot. 
The only reason that Manny Machado has now dropped off slightly is due to the injury, and I would not be betting on him at his current value at plus 600. I don't think that's right. Um, while Manny Machado could certainly come back and do well, that ankle, I'm still worried about it. And then I have Ronald Acuna Jr. at number five. Ronald Acuna Jr. is just so freaking good. I mean, he is so, so good. And now that he came back from injury, it doesn't look like that knee injury really bothered him that much, which that was kind of the you know, why I was a little bit afraid, but we could still see 30 home runs from Ronald Cooney Jr. this year. And we could still see close to 25 to 30 bags and hit him hitting over 300 as well. And with the Braves also playing like World Series champs from last year, Ronald Cooney Jr. could easily be that guy. So that's my top five right now. And if we're talking about betting odds, Trey Turner at plus 1500 is my best bet right now when looking at these odds. It's hard for me to say anything other than Paul Goldschmidt winning this award. Yeah. I mean, that's just the narrative. It's the narrative at this point, but Paul Goldschmidt has been the best player in baseball. And exactly. I'm just, you know, aside from betting, aside from our, you know, balloting right now, I'm just so happy to see Paul Goldschmidt finally have the opportunity to win an MVP because he's finished second twice. And this is going to be the, the thing that really propels him into Cooperstown when that time comes around. Because I think Paul Goldschmidt, we wrote about, on on just baseball.com he has a case to be made to make it to cooperstown he just needs that you know either a world series championship possibly but i think if he gets this mvp award this season that's like the final you know push that he needs to make the hall of fame peter one guy that another st louis cardinal that i think actually deserves some consideration is tommy edmund and you could say nolan arenado as well but i think tommy edmund really deserves some consideration he actually leads um, on baseball reference in war and really, really, you know, 3.5 war on fan graphs, but Tommy Edmund is not your, you know, 21st century MVP award winner, right? Yeah. He only has seven home runs. He's hitting 271. You're like, that's got, that's pretty pedestrian, right? Yeah. 114 WRC plus, but he has 19 stolen bases. He might end up, you know, stealing close to 40 bags, leading the league in steals, but on the defensive end, he has 16 defensive runs saved right now. If he ends up near 30 defensive runs saved with an above average offensive profile and all those stolen bases, he's going to be up towards the top of the fan graphs and baseball reference war leaders. I'm not saying he's going to win the MVP, but I think he just deserves a little bit of consideration. Agreed. And he's been phenomenal. And it's funny. I remember we were talking about it the first week, just, you know, off offline, we were saying, have you seen the exit velos that Tommy Edmund is putting up? Like, why is he hitting the ball 113 miles an hour? What is going on here? And it's translated into an above average offensive season so far. And man, can the dude pick it. He's becoming one of the best defenders in baseball. I mean, it has maybe to be. V. Maybe I mean, the really I mean, Buxton. Buxton it, it's very, is. very close. He, he's right up at the top. A lot of the leaders yeah. right now are, are up near, you know, 16 or 17 def- defensive runs saved. And, and he's right there. So, yeah. And I think there's something to be said about not only does he play a great second base, but now he's moved over to shortstop he and is great. playing amazing at shortstop. So yeah. super tough to do. Peter, I like your picks. All right. Now let's get into. Hold on. What do you think about Trey Turner, though? Because. I mean, you were big on Trey Turner. We talked about him in fantasy that we loved him at number one. I mean, if he can be a guy who's hitting over 300, let's say he hits 320 this year with 25 home runs, 35 stolen bases, the defense ticks up and the Dodgers end up with the best record in the league. I think he has great value, especially he has the sixth best odds. He's he number two. Value. On I don't see much value on this board, just considering how well Paul Goldschmidt has played. 
but also because you look at the board, Mookie Betts at plus 1,200, Trey Turner at plus 1,500, Freddie Freeman plus 2,500. Those are back-to-back-to-back. And so Mookie Betts now is coming back this series healthy. Just all three of those guys make this like three-headed monster that's hard to pick between. It's like, who's actually the superstar here? And and if one guy is really not playing enough above the rest, it really gets complicated. The thing is, I think Trey Turner's playing above the rest, especially when you consider the injuries and Freddie Freeman has played great, but, you know, first base, kind of similar to Pete Alonso. I mean, you have to be so offensively gifted. That's why I lean Trey Turner, especially at that value, that's the important part. Um, because, for example, Mookie Betts at plus 1,200, who's dealt with injuries, who I don't think has played all around better than Trey Turner has this year, but he has better odds, doesn't make much sense to me. It's complicated. I think, yeah, you're right. I think Mookie It's Betts, like a relationship. I think Mookie Betts does carry more name value, and it's the narrative, always. I, that's Then that's what it is, right? Yeah. So we will AL Cy Young. Before we get into AL Cy Young, let's t- again talk about prize picks. If you use code just baseball, you get a full deposit match on prize picks every single day around 2:30 p.m. Eastern on my Twitter, which is in our episode link description. You can join. And what we do is we bring the baseball community together and we build the ultimate prize picks. I bring my best. Colby brings his best, and we welcome on people across the baseball world to bring their best prize picks lineup. And the great part about prize picks is that you do parlay them, but if on a regular, like a FanDuel or any other book, I I just mentioned FanDuel because they do a lot of their player prop builders, you go five of five, you win. You go four or five, you lose. Not on prize picks. You go five of five, you 10x. If you go four or five, you 2x. And even if you go three of five, they'll still give you some of your money back. It is the best two parlay props. And if you use code just baseball, you get a full deposit match anyway. Might as well use some free money to play along with us. So that's prize picks sponsored, not gambling advice. Let's move on to the American League Cy Young. Colby, what's your ballot? The American League Cy Young is again. It's really, really, really fun at the top. I think it does have a drop off. Unlike the NL Cy Young, the NL Cy Young really, really runs 10 deep. Like I really brought up 10 pitchers on my NL ballot that I could have picked to fit in those four and five spots, right? AL Cy Young is a little bit different, but at the top, it's so, so close. And that's evident by Shane McClanahan and Justin Verlander right now. Both have the same odds to win the AL Cy Young at plus 270. Behind them, Alec Manoa at plus 700, Garrett Cole at plus 900, Shohei Otani at plus 1100. And that's kind of how my ballot shook out, Peter, because right now my ballot is Shane McClanahan at one, Justin Verlander at two, Garrett Cole at number three. I still have so much faith in that man to finish really, really strong here. And he's pitched really well this season. Really well. Despite just having these little blow-up outings, right? He gave up seven earned runs a few outings ago. He gave up five earned runs when I was in the building. And I told you even in that start, I said, this is just kind of unlucky. He gave up seven earned run to Minnesota. In three starts since that Minnesota blow-up, Peter, he went six innings, seven Ks, no earned against Tampa Bay. Then he got Tampa, get, Tampa Bay again, 12 Ks over seven and a third, one earned. And then against Houston, the best off one of the best offenses in baseball. He went seven innings, one earned run, eight case. So he is just hitting his stride right now. If he can avoid another, you know, if he can avoid blowups from here on out, I see no reason why he couldn't really challenge Verlander McClanahan. But let's get to McClanahan real quick because 
the second year guy, it just looks completely unhittable right now. And I don't see how you don't give this award to him, right? 1.77 ERA right now leads baseball, a 2.33 X ERA, 2.56 FIP. Everything looks incredible, right? He's striking out 36% of batters. He's walking less than 5%. He is legitimately a left-handed relief pitcher uh, like Josh Hader as a starter, a guy that goes seven, eight innings sometimes strong. So to me, he's the AL signing right now, but it's hard to discount what Verlander's doing. He's cl- the clear second for me, 2.03 ERA. You know, the K numbers aren't as sexy, but he's leading a really good Houston team and does have a little bit more of the narrative behind him because Houston is the better ball club and the Rays have been scuffling. So that's why I'm confused, Colby. You said Robbie Ray ERA award, but yet Alec Manoa is not above Garrett Cole. So do you believe what you believe or do you not? So for me, <laughs> it, it, it was a little bit of a mix of, I, I think Garrett Cole will finish third in this race or even second end of season. And that's kind of why I put him third right now. Cause it's, you know, there's different ways to frame this, right? But yes, it's, mm. it's, Alec Manoa has been very, very good. And now Alec Manoa has a 2.09 ERA. He's nine and two. He's got a whip. He, he is at number three for me. So he's right behind Verlander and he's right behind McClanahan. And then I have Garrett Cole at number four and then rounding it out. I have Dylan Cease who also has an ERA and like the two sixes. And, you know, Dylan Cease was one of my favorites to win it at the beginning of the year. I love Dylan Cease. Like the only thing that Dylan Cease needs to worry about is the walks because he's walking over three guys per nine innings and the walk rate is still not good. But as we continue to see throughout the season, it's getting better and better. And he just has disgusting stuff. I mean, he's 98. His slider is crazy. His curveball is crazy. He has incredible stuff. He almost seems like a reliever kind of like McClanahan that. Oh, he legitimately is a reliever out of the pen because of the walks, right? He kind of defies what pitching isn't in 2022 because yeah, he does walk a lot of guys, but he strikes everyone out and, and doesn't give up hard contact. It's just the way it is. But Peter, should we go on to NL Cy Young? I think we can go to NL Cy Young, but um, I think what we came from this is that Garrett Cole did deserve the AL Cy Young last year, and you're biting your tongue on that one. I think we figured that out, didn't we? No, I picked <laughs> him to win this year, though, and I will be riding my guy to the death. I have him at plus 1,200 to win this year. So I think you need to decide whether it is a DRA award or not. You have to decide. Do you believe it is, that or not? It is. So Alec Badeau is ahead of Garrett Well, Cole. it's a mix. Like, it's not just pure ERA, right? Because I, I, you need to have innings pitched. So that's why I'm going to lay up here. Sandy Alcantara. Holy God. I mean, he's number one. He's number one. And and it's not close. It's not. Yeah, I was like, it's I was like, it's somewhat close, but not really. On, if you dude, hold on. on. Baseball ref. Can I break it down for a second? Can I break it's this man ridiculous. down for a second? Yes. He has thrown 114 innings. Nobody else is at 100. He is the man with the plan. There was this great... Jack and Arm talked about on the Just Baseball show. There was this meeting at the mound between Don Mattingly and, yep. and, and Sandy Alcantara. And, you know, we're getting the later innings and he's facing in Mundo Sosa, right? And he basically puts his glove over his mouth and he says i'm not getting out of this game don mattingly he went nine strong give up seven hits two earned runs did not matter sandy alcantara is a horse of all horses and should be the prohibitive leader 
for the NL Cy Young. At number two, I have Joe Musgrove. I still think Joe Musgrove has done plenty enough. If we're talking about ERA, we're talking about strikeouts, we're talking about a lack of walks. He does everything. We're talking about a win-loss record. We're talking about a narrative-based award with the Padres being a very good team too, even without. And what also helps the Joe Musgrove narrative is now that Manny Machado is injured. There's been no Fernando Tatis Jr., also, a lot of other arms in the San Diego rotation have been a bit inconsistent. Blake Snell, you Darvish, Mike Clevenger has been great, but you know, just hasn't thrown as many innings to qualify. So Joe Musgrove has to be the prohibitive too, even though Corbin Burns is odds are the second best. He finishes third for me. And then rounding out the rest of my ballot, I have Max Freed of the Atlanta Braves. And then I have Tony Gonsolin, who I still think deserves to be in the top five right now. Would I bet on Tony Gonsolin? Because his odds are pretty good at plus 2000. He's not in the top five of odds. Although I have Tony Gonsolin in my ballot right now, because deservedly so, he should be in my ballot. But moving forward for the rest of the year, Tony Gonsolin wouldn't be in my top five if I'm projecting it moving forward. But a ballot right now has to have Tony Gonsolin, in my opinion. And Max Freed, you know, we were debating on the Just Baseball show who's the best left-handed pitcher in baseball. And McClanahan, it's clear right now. But I'd love to see McClanahan do it over the full season, which I do expect him to do. But again, do it over the full season because Max Freed has proven big moments in the playoffs, big moments in the regular season. You can make the argument that Max Freed is the best left-handed pitcher in baseball if we're looking at a wider sample. But right now, Shane McClanahan is the best left-handed pitcher in baseball based yep. off this year. But I just love Max Freed so much. And I think he deserves to be in that conversation. And he's at number four on my ballot. I have, so my ballot, running down the list, one Sandy. I mean, it's not even close, right? Yeah. Baseball reference is my my place to go to for pitcher war in deciding these things because they use runs against per nine instead of fan graphs, which is fit-based, so it's kind of expected and, and does have its uses, totally. It does. Right? But Sandy leads pitchers in war by 1.1 war at this point in the season. 4.5 war, second place is freed, Third place is Aaron Nola, who actually is not on my ballot either, but I think really is, is right there at the six or seven spot. Wheeler as well. Wheeler and, and another guy you didn't mention, Peter, is Carlos Rodon. Yes. 2.62 ERA. Like I said, I mean, this NL Cy Young race is so unbelievably so stacked because a bunch of these guys have 2.5 ERAs, right? Corbin Burns is second on my list. Then I have Musgrove, and I think those two are like just neck and neck right now. Did you know that Corbin Burns has a lower ERA than he did last season? Right. I think I believe that's the case. Yep. 2.41 ERA this season, 2.43 ERA last season. So if he keeps it going, I, I really could see Corbin starting to challenge Sandy a little bit more. Musgrove will be right in there. I agree. I have Max Freed at four, Carlos Rodon at five. But again, those those four yeah. and five spots are so, so unbelievably tough. If I was I really once if I was projecting moving forward, I would either have someone like a Carlos Rodon, maybe a Zach Wheeler or an Aaron Nola, but from what Tony Gonsolin has done so far this year, yep. Yep. if I'm looking at the ballot right now, he has to be in the top five. I mean, he yep. has to be. He's been phenomenal. If we're looking at ERA, we're looking at win-loss record. We're looking at even narrative-based with the Dodgers. You know, Bueller went down. Arias has been good, but not amazing. You know, and, and Kershaw has been dealing with his injuries himself. Tony Gonsolin has been the best starter in on this Dodgers team who's still in first place in the NL West. So even narrative-based, Tony Gonsolin could have an edge as well. But that's how the kind of ballot stacks up. And I even think you could move Tony Gonsolin up, but with my thinking of moving forward, I don't expect 
him to have an ERA below two for the rest of the year. Sorry, I just don't expect it. Uh, so that's kind of where my it would brain, be unbelievably crazy. If you're hearing happened. the way my brain was working into the ballot. I don't really see much value here in terms of betting on anyone because I think Sandy at plus 155 is just, you know, there's too much ju- the juice there. It's not enough value for Nolan me. Nolan Ryan, bro. But do I expect Sandy to win this award? Absolutely, because no one these days pitches 220 innings in a season, and Sandy looks like he could actually do that this season with an ERA below 2-3. He could do 250. Because you know what? You know why? You know why I think he gets 250? That moment with Mattingly, they have a bond, a trust. And think about if you're Don Mattingly, too. This is your guy. What are you going to hand it over to the eighth worst bullpen ERA in baseball? You've seen the way you pull Sandy and the bullpen blows it. He's going to give Sandy as much run. And Sandy's also not a guy. I don't think he's going to. I agree. Because he's not even high. I don't think he's going to break down. But I don't think 250 is is in reach. I think 220, 230 could be in reach, right? He's at 16 it. starts right now. He's at 115 innings pitched. You double that. He made 33 starts. Most guys make 32, 33 starts. He's at 130. So I think 130, I mean, 230, absolutely, Pete. I think he's got a shot at 250. But whatever. We know he's going to lead the league in, in innings, and he's going to have one of the lowest ERAs, too. And he's, he's going to continue to dominate. The thing is, plus 155 is just not a good enough value for me. Um, you know, I'm still riding the Corbin Burns bet. I hope it hits. Um, but it, again, yeah, it's, it as well. And, and that's why um, hopefully you guys were listening at the beginning of the season when we came out with these. And you can even go back and listen to some of those episodes and see how some of those takes have have progressed. Because, you know, I'm still riding the Corbin Burns. Of course, Walker Bueller, too, is just not even close to being in it anymore. Um, but those were the two guys that I picked. And, and hopefully that we're going to continue to ride those. Um, yep. So do you have anything else on the NL Young? Because uh, next week we will be breaking down the rookie of the year odds as well and giving our ballot, um, which you will hear most likely um, probably Friday of next week. And we're going to continue because those odds I want to bet on more than some of these MVP, because I feel like we can dive deeper into the rookies and it's ever changing in those odds as well. And we can get better value for rookies rather than some of these races where we know some of the players and where they're at. Yeah. My sign off message is at the beginning of the season, you were on Seiya Suzuki and I said, I will bet on O'Neill Cruz, but I won't bet on him now. I will live bet him at some point. Teaser trailer, teaser trailer, teaser trailer. So join us next Friday. Of course, Monday, we're always going to come with you with some waiver wire picks. And then, uh, you know, July 4th weekend, we, we got a big weekend ahead of us. Um, so we will most likely see you again on Friday. Um, again, sponsored by prize picks, use code, just baseball. That, that link is in our episode description as well. Join us every day, really at 2.30 p.m. Eastern on my Twitter, which is also in the episode link description. But make sure you're following my guy Colby as well on Twitter. He's always dropping big stats. Um, and, with, and with that, thank you. Thank everybody. you, everybody.